1: Mesdames et messieurs, bienvenue à la téléconférence des résultats financiers du premier trimestre 2021 de Cascade. Je m'appelle Simon et je serai votre opérateur aujourd'hui. Toutes les lignes sont présentement en mode écoute seulement. Suite aux commentaires des dirigeants, il y aura une période de questions. Good morning, my name is Simon and I will be your conference operator today. At this time, I would like to welcome everyone to the Cascade First Quarter 2021 Financial Results Conference Call. All lines are currently in listen-only mode. After the speaker's remarks, there will be a question and answer session. I will now pass the call to Jennifer Aitken, Director of Investor Relations for Cascad. Ms. Aitken, you may begin your conference.
2: Thank you, Simon. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining our first quarter 2021 conference call. We will begin with an overview of our operational and financial results, followed by some concluding remarks, after which we will begin the question period. The speakers on today's call will be Mario Plourde, president and CEO, and Alan Hogg, CFO. Also joining us on the call are the presidents of Cascades Business Segments, namely Charles Malo, president and COO of the Container Board Packaging Group, Luc Langevin, president and COO of the Specialty Products Group, and Jean-David Tardif, president and COO of the Tissue Papers Group. They will all be available for the question and answer period at the end of the call. Before I turn the call over to my colleagues, I would like to highlight that Renault de Medici's interim report, released on April 29th, can be viewed on Renault's website. I would also note that certain statements made during this call will discuss historical and forward looking matters. The accuracy of these statements is subject to risk factors that can have a material impact on actual results. These risks are listed in our public filings. These statements, the investor presentation, and the press release are also include data that are not measures of performance under IFRS. Please refer to our Q1 2021 investor presentation for details. This presentation along with their first quarter press release can be found in the investor section of our website. If you have any questions, please feel free to to contact us after the session. I will now turn the call over to our CEO, Mario. Thank you,
3: Jennifer, and good morning, everyone. Before beginning, I would like to thank our employees for their continued hard work and resiliency, our customers, suppliers, and the community in which we operate for their strong partnership, as well as our shareholders for their ongoing support. Our results for the first three months of the year speak directly to today's dynamic business environment. By far, the most important driver of our performance this quarter was demand contraction in retail and away-from-home tissue volume. Higher uh, raw material prices and transportation cost inflation also limited the first-quarter performance of our container board and box board Europe segments. Solid results from our North American packaging segment, driven by higher demands and sales prices and container board offsetting slightly lower volumes and the specialty product segment, good sequential margins improvement helped counter these headwinds. On a consolidated basis, first quarter sales levels decreased 5% from Q4 and 7% from a year ago, while adjusted it decreased by 13% and 10% respectively. Slide four and five provide details of each of our business segments. I will provide additional detail about the performance of each of our business segments in a few minutes. On the raw material side, highlighted on slide six, the Q1 average index price for OCC increased 97% year-over-year and was 9% higher than Q4. This reflects the high domestic demand levels for this fiber as containable production levels have responded to pandemic buying pattern and export activity. Average prices for white recycled paper grades were stable year-over-year in Q1 and decreased 16% from Q4 levels. On the Virgin pulp side, hardwood and softwood pulp prices both increased year-over-year and sequentially in Q1. Hardwood pulp registered an increase of 17% year-over-year and 19% sequentially, while softwood pulp prices rose 16% and 14% respectively. It is important to note that the higher transportation costs and the less favorable exchange rate are also factor affecting the cost of our raw materials. Moving now to some brief comments on the performance of each of our business segments, highlighted on page 8 through 11 of the presentation. The container board segment generated a slight 1% increase in sales sequentially, driven by a higher average selling price and improved mix. These benefits were offset by the less favorable exchange rate and a 2% decrease in shipments which reflected usual seasonality and planned 11,700 short term of downtime taken during the period. Jomaral shipments decreased 3% as capacity utilization remained stable, and we increased our integration rate by 2%. On the converting side, shipment decreased by 1% sequentially in millions of square feet outperforming the 11% decrease in the Canadian market and the 3% decrease registered in the U.S. market for the period. When compared to Q1 of last year, shipments of converted product increased 10%. This output formed both Canadian and U.S. market, which increased 8% and 4% respectively. I would also add that shipment levels in the first three months of the year attained a new record level for Q1. Q1 adjusted EBITDA of 108 million or two, 21.5% on a margin basis was 2 million or 2% below Q4 levels. Result benefited from solid sales and a higher average selling price. However, these were upset by higher raw material and transportation costs and lower volume related to seasonality and plant downtime that I just mentioned. Year-over-year year, sales increased 10%, driven by better volume, improved sales mix, and higher average selling prices, partially offset by the impact of a less favorable FX. Adjusted EBITDA increased 9% year-over-year. Year. Our tissue business had a difficult first quarter on a comparative basis. Sales decreased 23% sequentially. As I mentioned earlier, this was driven by lower volume and was also impacted by weather-related production loss in one of our southern U.S. tissue plants and continued lower volume in the away-from-home side. Less favorable ethics and realized pricing in the sales mix also impacted sales sequentially. Adjusted Q1 EBITDA decreased 50% from the same reason. However, lower production costs was a positive contributor to results. On a year-over-year basis, the factors driving tissue performance were similar, with volume contraction being the most important factor behind both the sales and adjusted EBITDA decrease. Q1 sales. From the European box board increased 13% sequentially, reflecting better volume and sale prices and the beneficial impact of a more favorable exchange rate. Adjusted EBITDA decreased 4 million from Q4 levels, reflecting higher raw material prices and energy costs. Year over year, sales increased 7%, driven by volume and better pricing and mix. Conversely, Adjusted EBITDA decreased by $7 million from prior year levels as the beneficial impact on sales were more than mitigated by higher raw material prices and higher energy and production costs. The specialty product segment generated solid Q1 results sequentially and year-over-year. Year. Sequentially, Q1 sales were stable, decreasing by $1 million, and adjusted EBITDA increased $3 million. In both cases, better pricing and sales mix drove these results. When compared to the prior year, Q1 sales increased by $9 million, driven by a stronger volume and better pricing and mix, the benefit of which more than offset a less favorable exchange rate. Adjusted EBITDA levels increased by 50% or $6 million year-over-year, with higher volume, better pricing and mix, and lower production costs more than offsetting the impact of higher raw material costs and less favorable exchange rate. I will now pass the call to Alan who will discuss the main highlights of our financial performance and I will be back
4: after Alan. Thank you Mario and good morning everyone. So before discussing our financial results, I would like to highlight that following the European Box Board segment's announcement to sell its virgin fiber manufacturing mill in France, that these operations are not presented as discontinued with retros- retrospective adjustments. We provide relevant details regarding the changes to the financial consolidated results on slide 13. Note that this transaction closed last Friday, April 30th. Looking now uh, at uh, an overview of our key KPIs on slide 14, our first quarter shipments increased by 6 short tons or one percent so from Q4. This was driven by a 16 percent increase in boxboard Europe, offset by a decrease of 19 percent in tissue and a slight two percent decrease in container board. First quarter capacity utilization rate of 91 percent decreased one percent compared to the prior year and increased three percent from the fourth quarter levels. Average working capital came in at 9.5 percent of sales down from 9.6 in Q4 while consolidated return on assets stood at 13%, down slightly from 13.1% in Q4. Moving now to sales as detailed on slide 15 and 16. Year-over-year, year, Q1 sales decreased by 83 million, or 7%. As we have already highlighted during this call, this was driven by the important volume decrease in tissue in the period, with unfavorable exchange rate also impacting sales level of our North American business segment. Volumes in all of our our other businesses were up year-over-year, and pricing and sales mix were beneficial factors for our North American operations. On a sequential basis, first quarter sales decreased by 60 million or 5%, largely reflecting lower volumes in tissue and less favorable exchange rate. These were partially offset by higher shipments in Europe and better pricing and mix in container board. Moving now to operating income and adjusted EBITDA. On Slide 17, Q1 adjusted EBITDA of 141 million, decreased 16 million from the prior year level. The decrease was largely due, largely due to the lower uh, results from the tissue segment as a result of lower demand. boxboard Europe also decreased year-over-year year as a result of higher raw material costs and North American packaging segments both generated stronger results compared to the prior year period. Sequentially, Q1 adjusted EBITDA decreased by 21 million, or 13%, as shown on slide 18. This was driven by the weaker tissue performance with container-board and box-board Europe also seeing softer results sequentially due to raw material price inflation. Specialty products and corporate activities both generated improved results in the period. Our quarterly results continue to benefit from our margin improvement initiatives as we move towards our objective of improving our EBITDA margin by 1% for the second consecutive year when compared to our baseline year of 2019. On that basis, we have realized $40 million in the first three months, and every initiative that we have implemented are mitigating market headwinds and cost inflation and are also improving the execution of our business processes. Slide 19 and 20 illustrate the specific items recorded during the quarter. The main items worth mentioning are $5 million of restructuring charges recorded in container board and tissue segments related to restructuring and profitability improvement initiatives, an $8 million unrealized loss on financial instruments, and a $3 million foreign exchange gain on long term debt and financial instruments. Slide 21 and 22 illustrate the year-over-year and sequential variance of our Q1 adjusted earnings per share and the reconciliation with the specific items that affected our quarterly results. As reported, earnings per share were $0.22 the first quarter, this compared to earnings per share of $0.24 last year. Both periods included specific items. On an adjusted basis, EPS decreased by $0.13 compared to last year's results. Lower printing results and higher depreciation expense were partially offset by lower financing expenses and a lower earnings attributable to non-controlling interests. On an adjusted basis, sequential first quarter ETS decreased also by 13%, uh, 13 cents per share from Q4 2020, reflecting the same factors in addition to a positive variance resulting from a tax asset reassessment of prior years losses which occurred in Q4 of last year. As highlighted on slide twenty three, the first quarter adjusted cash flow farm operations decreased by 47 million year over year to 102 million, and adjusted free cash flow levels decreased by 59 million year over year. This reflected lower operating results, higher net financing expense paid, and higher capex incurred, including the Berlin project, which is well underway and going as planned. Moving now to our net debt reconciliation on slide 24. Our net debt decreased by 25 million in the quarter, reflecting a, reflecting a positive exchange rate impact of 21 million as free cash flow was slightly negative. Net debt was also adjusted to reflect discontinued operations. Our leverage ratio of 2.5 is unchanged from the end of 2020. We would also like to report that we just extended our revolving bank credit facility for two years to July 2025 with the same terms and conditions. This along with other financial ratio and information about maturities, are detailed on slide 25. Slide 26 provides details about our capital investment plans for 2021. They remain unchanged in a range of 450 to 475 million, which includes 250 million of investment associated with our Bay Island conversion project. Capital expenditures net of disposal total 78 million in Q1. We remain focused on prudently managing our cash flow and debt profile with the objective of keeping our leverage ratio within a range of 2.5 to 3 times while we execute our Bay Island project. At the end of the first quarter, we had cash and revolver availability of approximately $1 billion stable with year-end 2020. Mario will come to the call with some brief comments
3: before we begin the question period. Mario? Thank you, Alan. We provide details regarding our near-term outlook on slide 28 of the presentation. As a reminder, this outlook is based on what we are seeing today and may change in the coming months, given the dynamic nature of the ongoing, unusual circumstances. Our near-term outlook for segment is good, stable sequentially, and up year-over-year. Year. We continue to see solid demand in both the manufacturing and converting side, and the rollout of the announced price increase is underway as the second market price increase should be largely in place by the end of Q3. These factors are expected to offset higher raw material pricing and upward pressure on transportation side. I would highlight that we have planned maintenance downtime of approximately 15,000 short-ton in Q2, slightly higher than the 11,700 short-ton we took in Q1. We are expecting steady sequential results from specialty product segment. This reflects stable volume and a higher average selling price offsetting setting higher raw material costs. Year-over-year results are expected to increase reflecting improvement in both volume and selling price. Near-term performance in European boxboard is also expected to be stable sequentially with stable volume and better pricing offsetting higher raw material costs. Year-over-year results are expected to decrease as the impact of higher raw material costs is expected to more than mitigate volume and pricing improvement. Our cost near-term outlook for the tissue segment is for stable sequential results. Volume are expected to remain stable at lower levels on a sequential basis, with production cost structure efficiency mitigating the impact of higher raw material and transportation costs. Year-over-year, tissue results will be down from last year, strong results driven by elevated COVID-19 demand on the retail tissue side. Pricing improvement will support results going forward. As the high single-digit price increase we announced for consumer and away-from-home tissue product in North America will begin to take effect in the third quarter. While first quarter results were disappointing for this segment, we view this underlying cause as temporary. Long-term, we expect demand level for both consumer and away-from-home tissue product to return to normalized levels as inventory are rebalanced and businesses and the economy reopen. Modernization and margin improvement initiatives have not only equipped this segment to better mitigate navigate the current challenging environment, but have also positioned this business for long-term market competitiveness. Moving now to the raw material outlook, the recovered paper market saw increased activity in the first quarter, which usually – usual seasonality linked to lower generation of material. Domestic demand remained robust and export prices remain high. With limited container availability and port congestion, we maintain good inventory levels finished the quarter well supplied, and have not had difficult securing needed fibre. We have seen higher generation of material in the past month, and we expect similar OCC dynamics to persist for the coming month with domestic demand remaining robust, persistent export activity, and OCC trading with a narrow range of the current level. Conditions for the white grade were more complex and are more difficult to predict. Material has remained readily available and we have continued to maintain good inventory level. Lower demands for away from home product are as ease demand. Looking ahead, the recent increase in virgin pulp prices will likely put an indirect upward pressure on costs and recycled white grade. The virgin pulp market saw a continuation of the rapid surge in pricing at year-end during the first quarter. This was driven by strong demand, and extended plan, and unplanned downtime at pulp mill. We should expect market conditions to ease as mill maintenance is completed and production is resumed. Currently, our mills are supplied, and we will continue to manage our needed support by our long-term supplier relationship, and good inventory manager. With that, we will now be happy to answer your question. Operator.
1: Merci. Si vous voulez poser une question, veillez si vous play composer l'étoile suivi du 1 sur votre clavier telephonique. Si vous voulez retirer votre question, composez le carré. Thank you. If you would like to ask a question, simply press the star, then the number one on your telephone keypad. If you would like to withdraw your question, please press the pound key. Again, if you have a question, please press star than one on your telephone keypad. Telephone we'll pause for just a moment to compile the Q&A roster.
0: Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.
1: Your first question comes from the line of Sean Stewart with TD Securities. Your line is open.
5: Thank you. Good morning. Um, A couple of questions. Uh, Jean-David, uh, wondering if you can give us some context on when you expect uh, consumer uh, tissue destocking will work through the system. It, it sounds like Q2, you're you're expecting an, an ongoing overhang. Um, any clarity on when that situation will resolve?
6: Yes, good morning, Sean. Uh, so just to give you some numbers. Uh, to, uh, to support what we believe. If you look at the total US converted shipment over the last few years uh, the increase versus 2018 to 2019 to 2020 uh, we see that there's about a full month of inventory that went to the system so from 8.8 to 9 to 9.7 million tons into the market so you can see that there's half a million ton that was shipped in 2020, maybe more than what the consumer consumed. So, which equals about a month of uh, retail sales total. So, uh, if you look also at the Nielsen data, uh, April is the first month that we see positive increase from month over month. So, we believe that the consumer are pretty much done with the inventory at their level, so, but there's still higher inventory at the retailer or distributor and also uh, the manufacturer side. So, all in all, we believe that there's uh, maybe two, three months uh, still of uh, unbalance, but uh, still uh, we see better sales in Q2 than in Q1 uh, on our side.
5: That's uh, that's great detail. Thank you for that. Um, the second question is on OCC costs. In particular, we're, we're seeing ongoing pressure or inflation in, into uh, into the second quarter. Uh, wondering if you can handicap the various factors at play here: offshore shipments, uh, domestic consumption as these new container board uh, mills start production, uh, generation rates. What's what's driving it uh, more so than other factors, and any visibility on when you might expect to see some relief on that front?
7: Well. Uh... You know, on the, what we see, obviously now is that the uh, the, the uh, container board activity is uh, is there. Domestic the business is, is strong and robust. Uh, so this is a, obviously a, a significant uh, component of uh, of the market. Uh, the generation itself is also an important one. The first quarter of a year is always a quiet quarter for fiber generation. When you get into the March, April uh, season. Uh, the generation increased significantly, and, and, and this is very um, very stable year year after year. You see the same uh, the same trend in in fiber generation, and uh, 2021 makes uh, no exception. We've seen a significant increase in generation in the last uh, few weeks. Uh, more recently, there's been uh, more export activity, mainly to India uh and uh and we've seen uh in the last few weeks uh some uh, uh you know this was less present uh, for a couple of reasons you probably have seen that the uh recycled brown pulp in China uh there's a little bit of oversupply and softening in the pricing uh and obviously China is the is a, an important final destination for for uh, uh, for, for uh, recycled pop and, and line aboard. And we believe also that the current challenges that India has with the pandemic is also uh, impacting the demand. So what we've seen in our region uh, and where we are more active, which is the uh, Northeast, uh, U.S., Canada, uh, is definitely uh, a significant softening in the market conditions. Uh, yesterday, RISE, uh proposed a... Uh, a, uh, a stable pricing uh for for us uh, for uh, for the northeast uh, we would have out even a, a a small decrease uh, honestly based on, uh, on on our own perceptions so that this definitely shows that something is uh, you know we're, we're getting a more favorable season uh with fiber generation another thing also that we need to consider is uh this, the the, the, the the challenge with logistics, with containers, uh, availability, difficulty of booking, uh, and uh, the, the concerns that people have to export materials these days, with uh, what's going on in, in uh, India, or, so that's uh, that's all these conditions. Uh, uh, so you know, first quarter is always a more uh, uh, a more sensitive quarter because of the lower generation. And then this year, it has been uh, amplified because the mills were, uh, in the company mills have been uh, uh, fairly busy. Uh, uh, so that's, uh, that's probably why the market was a little bit tighter than it, uh, it normally is. But things uh, things that evolved more favorably for, for us uh, in the last few weeks.
8: Thank you for that. That's, uh, that's useful context. I will get back in the queue.
1: Your next question comes from the line of Anoja Shah with b m o capital Markets. Your line is open.
2: Hi, good morning. Um I was wondering, with your leverage at two point five times and container board markets clearly improving, can you give any thoughts around um, incremental capital returns to shareholders? Just what you're thinking right now.
4: Well, uh, good morning. Uh, what we said when you know when we announced Bear Island, uh, it's a, a fairly significant uh, investment, and uh, we'd rather uh, remain prudent during that time. And uh, now that we can, we see that you know tissue was affected uh, in the first quarter. So uh, for now, uh, our plan is maybe more to uh, remain on the, the safe side with until the Bear Island project is, is completed.
2: Okay, thank you. Um, And then, when you think about the pandemic and what its uh, impact it's had on your tissue business, has it made you think about any potential shifts in your mix between consumer and away from home?
6: Hey, good morning. Uh, You know, a few years ago, our mix was close to 50-50, away from home and retail. Uh, Now, if we look at last quarter, it's 65-35. But for sure, the market is is below. So. I think we will end up uh, after pandemic around 60-40, which is in line with the, what the market is consuming. So we are uh, we're pleased with the, the the mix that we have now. Uh, we've invested a lot to renew or converting assets over the last few years. So we're we're pretty much uh, at the right at the right level. We believe.
2: Great, thank you. And I just wanted to ask one last one about cybersecurity, given the issue faced by some of your competitors. In uh, in the U.S. and in Canada, what measures have you taken to protect yourself in this arena?
3: Well, we have our internal security uh, group that always measure and uh, you know monitors what attack we may have. Uh, We do have uh, insurance to cover ourselves, but we also have outside supplier if anything happened that would recover rapidly in case of a ransomware. But so far. Uh, you saw a few in the industry, and I think uh, it proves that our systems are quite solid. And we have improved since because we saw that the paper industry was under a lot of pressure. So we improved this, situa- this uh, safety since, and and I we will keep on improving as we go move forward anyway because it it will never stop. Uh, something we we did also is maybe to to accelerate in
4: a plan for recovery if any situation happens uh, in our in our production facility so this is something we uh, we accelerate uh, given uh, what what we saw but uh, we were uh, um, uh, doing a lot in the last four or five years but uh, again as Mario said it's a a continuous program we need to improve and be uh, really really careful and mindful of uh, of anything so uh, we're monitoring
2: that Great. Thank you very much.
1: You. Your next question comes from the line of Hamir Patel with the CIBC Capital Markets. Your line is open.
8: Hi, good morning. Charles, uh, could, could you give us an update as to, um, you know, with Bear Island, um, where the, the sort of order book stands for that and, and how you see, um, you know, what, what are you targeting by the time you start up?
9: Yeah, hello Amir. Um so uh, just first maybe on the on the um, Bear Island, uh the project is going um as uh on schedule uh, right now. So uh, the work on the site is uh, is progressing uh, well. So we still um, are aiming to uh, to start uh, in December 2022. Um in regards to uh the uh, the volume I mean our goal uh, at the beginning was to uh uh, try to secure um, uh, about 150,000 tons uh, with um, different uh, agreement. Um, so I'm going to wait for uh, the uh, agreements to be signed uh, officially. But uh, we are in uh, uh, in discussion with uh, with current and uh, uh, new customers also to secure that volume. Uh, so once we're going to have more formal agreements, uh, we will. Uh, uh, inform on that, but it's going in the right direction. I can say at this point.
8: Okay, uh, thanks, Charles. That, that's helpful. And, and just turning to uh, container board demand, uh, you know, can you speak to if, you, if you're noticing any differences uh, between Canada and and the U.S. and um, how has uh, e-commerce growth been uh, been trending this year?
9: So the demand, I would say, uh, there is a bit of difference uh, depending on the seasonality between uh, U.S. and, 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 um, and, and uh, Canada, but nothing major. Both are very uh, good as we speak. Still, uh, our first quarter, we were very happy with the uh, with the demand and the, the way that things are going, and we see that uh, from what we see, uh, beginning of the uh, the Q2, uh, the demand still. Uh, uh, very strong, so this is uh, this is a good sign, and this is on both sides of the of the border. Um, so uh, this is this is good. And uh, on the e-commerce, uh, we are seeing that uh, there is a, a high demand for uh, product that are moving uh, on the e-commerce. We are starting to see now that uh, some of these changes are probably going to stay uh, for the long term, which is uh, which is good. Uh, because these goods, when they travel uh, with the supply chain on e-commerce, they need uh, packaging and corrugated. Uh, so this is a good sign. So we are seeing a positive sign uh, um, on the demand coming from the e-commerce. And the good news uh, is when we look at the, uh, the Bear Island uh, and the, the new mill that we have also, the Green Pack, offering uh, lighter weight Uh, so it helps uh, reducing the weight of packaging on e-commerce, and we're well-equipped to offer that to our customers. So we're very positive on that side.
8: Great. Uh, Thanks. Uh, That's all I had. I'll, I'll turn it over.
1: Your next question comes from the line of Zachary Evershed with National Bank Financial. Your line is open.
5: Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Could you give us a little more detail on the tissue modernization push wrapping up and where you think that leaves the segment in a more normalized environment, margin-wise?
6: Morning, Zachary. Uh, So, uh, we've done a lot over the last two years. Uh, So, as you know, we've shut seven sites. We installed 13 new converting lines. Uh, About uh, one-third was for... Retail two third was for away from home, but we curtailed or we, we retired a lot of assets uh, at the same time. So all in all, uh, the capacity increased uh, by about thirteen uh, percent, converting capacity. I mean, so uh, this is where we're at right now. So the the uh, all the efforts that we've put in uh, helped us last year to generate still eleven percent uh, with the away from home market being really low. Uh, and still we will have more capacity on the retail side next year than we had last year. So all in all, when when the market on the away-from-home side will come back, we believe that we'll be in a in a strong position to uh, to well-execute. So we still have a target of 15% EBITDA margin. Uh, without that um, retail uh, slowdown, unexpected slowdown, I will say we were targeting at 12% this year. So for sure there's input cost inflation, but we're still... Uh, committed to uh, to deliver, because everything we've done, I think, is really a nice uh, improvement uh, over the fundamentals of the group, so we're in much better shape than we were uh, 2019 or 2018.
5: That's helpful, thanks. And then for specialty products, very strong quarter, can you dive into the structural improvements that drove that, and then how much is more transitory in nature?
7: Um, Yes, so Zachary. Uh, actually, we uh, the result we had this quarter uh, include no extraordinary results. I mean, it's uh, it's uh, normal results from the corrective operation uh, we have. Uh, so we have better product mix. Uh, Mario explained earlier that we spend quite a lot of effort in uh, margin improvement. We were very involved in that process and we're starting to see uh, the benefits uh, of, uh, of these efforts. And the last thing also, uh, obviously, is the, we made investments uh, over the last couple of years to go more about the food packaging business, fresh food packaging business. Uh, it, uh, I think it was, uh, it was a good decision, good orientation. And with uh, the solid demand in in fresh food packaging business that we see now, we're also benefiting from that.
8: Excellent. Thank you. I'll turn it over.
1: Again, if you would like to ask a question, please press star, then the number one on your telephone keypad. Your next question comes from the line of Paul Quinn with RBC Capital Markets. Your line is open.
8: Yeah, thanks very much. Uh, morning, gentlemen. Uh, just a couple questions. Starting on, uh, I guess, container board. Just wondering how the, the 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 November price increase was implemented. When do you see any change for the uh, for the March-April price increase?
9: Yes, Paul. Uh, so um, we were um, successful in uh, implementing uh, the uh, November price uh, price increase. Uh, so when I look at the um, the uh, realization of uh, of the uh, the increase, uh, we did uh, we did very well. So I can say that uh, at the end of Q1, uh, it's mainly fully implemented. Uh, there may be some uh, small exception because of contract or things like that, but we can say that um, that this is uh, this is uh, well well done uh, on our side. Uh, the impact uh, right now that we can see uh, is about um, on a equational basis. Uh, about twenty five million dollars of um, of uh, impact uh, on on the uh, on our on our cascade so which is uh, which is good. and uh, we are uh, deploying right now the uh, the second price increase uh, which is uh, going uh, going well. Um, we did announce both uh, on the uh, box side uh, and also on the uh, the container board um, at the same time so um, we are uh, deploying as we speak, and uh, uh, we see that uh, things are progressing well um, uh, right now. So um, uh, with the demand uh, that is happening right now and uh, our low uh, inventory level, uh, we are uh, focusing on making this uh, happen. And we are working also at the same time with our customers um, to, uh, to minimize also the impact for, for them. But uh, we're fully aligned for realization of the increase
8: okay so then when i can relate that back to that slide 28 the near-term factors where you see you know essentially flat, uh flat results sequentially just just and i recognize the increased maintenance downtime in, in q2 here but i would have thought the implementation of the price second price increase would have would have pushed and just seasonality in the business would have pushed that more positive than flat
9: yeah the uh there is uh um Uh, major uh, annual shutdown that we have provided in our guidance uh, that we show there Uh, the maintenance uh, is on our uh, Niagara Falls complex so we have three of our paper machine that will be uh, affected Uh, we also been cautiously uh, with the uh, uh, increase of the OCC and that's what we factored in
8: uh, uh, in our numbers okay and then uh maybe just over on the tissue side i mean you, you guys are probably seeing some significant cost increases on the on the pulp and uh cycle fiber side just wondering how the the price increases are being implemented whether you're whether you're confident that you'll uh you'll be able to offset that cost inflation
6: but as you know, uh, well, the, the price increase acceptance uh, will follow the market dynamics. So we believe that there's uh, there's good fundamentals uh, to support those price increase at this moment. Uh, we're not we're not alone thinking this uh, also in the market. So we're gonna work really hard to get as much as we can out of those uh, price increase uh, for July and August. So it's hard to say for now, but uh,
8: we'll work uh, really hard. on it. Alrighty, that's all I had. Best of luck, guys. Thanks.
1: Thank you. There are no further questions at this time. Mr. Ploude, please continue.
3: All right. Thank you, everyone, for being on the line uh, this morning. And uh, we are looking forward to meet you on the uh, Q2 results.
1: Have a good day, everyone. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This concludes today's
0: conference call. You may now disconnect.